Welcome to the Kiwi Wedding Podcast. Guys, this is a good one. Today on the show we have Zoe McIntosh. Zoe is an incredibly talented woman who wears many hats. She has a floristry business on Waiheke Island called Wildflower and she is also the new owner of the Wild Hearts Wedding Fairs. These are amazing events held across the country that I really encourage you to go and visit. They're coming up in September and October and you can jump into the show notes or our Instagram for a link to tickets. Super exciting announcement as well that I am going to be a vendor at the Auckland Wild Hearts Wedding Fair. So that one is on the 17th of September. It's a day where you can go and find amazing wedding inspiration, talk to vendors in person, and there's also a runway show so you can get some ideas around wedding dresses and outfits for your day. So make sure you pop by and say hi if you see me there. Another exciting announcement, we are doing a giveaway in collaboration with Wild Hearts. So you and a friend can win two VIP tickets to any one of the fairs around New Zealand. Make sure you're following the Kiwi Wedding Podcast and Wild Hearts. All the information will be on our social media and linked in the description as well. Zoe has a really interesting perspective on planning a wedding as a bride and a vendor, some amazing advice for brides and grooms-to-be, and so much inspiration from her actual wedding as well. Make sure you go and check out the photos. Janelle Bohan photographed this one, who is simply incredible, and Zoe put so much thought and detail into every little thing on the day, so you definitely want to go and visualize this as you hear about it. Enjoy episode four with the lovely Zoe McIntosh. So hi Zoe, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. You're welcome, thank you so much for having me. So excited to chat, you are a talented woman with um, many roles, wearing many hats, you recently got married yourself and um, you're a wedding vendor as well with Wildflower on Waiheke Island and you also just took over Wild Hearts Wedding Fairs, which are the most amazing wedding event you can go to in New Zealand, if I do say so. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I would like to just preface that I bought both both businesses, so the wild yeah. thing is completely coincidental. That was not me. I, <laughs> it really worked out I'm well. I'm not taking over a wild empire. I have just managed <laughs> to take over two businesses that start with wild, um, hilariously. But yeah, I quite nice now finally actually being on the other side of it having I mean it was I we planned our wedding for so long because we were engaged what felt like forever but now Mm. being on the other side of it having actually got married it's so nice to actually have that connection with brides and couples and actually be able to tell them my experience like it's all very well to tell them my experience as a vendor but actually being able to have that experience as a bride has been really special yeah Cool. So we'll start a little bit about you and your husband. So if you can tell me about how you guys met and yeah, your life together. Um, good old fashioned Tinder. Um, nice. <laughs> and yeah, I was like, yeah, this one looks safe, I guess. <laughs> um, and we went on a date and then we went on a second date like two days later. And then two days after that, we went on our third date and yeah, that was kind of it. We were like, okay, cool. I guess this is easy um and he was still living in Auckland at the time and I was living on the island so we were kind of doing the commuting to see each other on weekends and stuff and honestly I think actually after about a week and a half I've practically moved in 
I just I was working in the city so I was commuting over all the time and he was just like oh well just just come stay for a few nights it's just easier than you having to go back and forth so I kind of accidentally ended up moving in with him and his flatmates um which was actually a blast we had so much fun but when I look back on our lifestyle then compared to now like we were going out every weekend partying in the viaduct and now I'm like wow that was that feels like so many lifetimes ago (laughs) very very much not our lifetime uh, sort of lifestyle now but yeah, good old-fashioned Tinder, just, you know, a modern-day romance story. Totally. I think it's, like, the one of the, yeah, most common ways people meet now. <laughs> like, it's such a high percentage of that's how you meet. That's just the way of the world these days. I love being able to vet people first. I mean, to be fair, that was yeah. the first and only Tinder date I ever went on. Like, I had a handful of matches, whatever, um, and... I, that was the only person I was like, oh, maybe I'll actually meet up with this person. Um, put a good few weeks in between initial conversation, between meeting, so I could do some vetting. Um, and it worked out fine. <laughs> so great. I love that. So can you tell us about um, your proposal and yeah, how that went down? I, and I know a lot of people say, I didn't know it was coming. I genuinely had no idea it was coming. I know a lot of people, like we'd had the discussions obviously that like one day marriage and kids is on the cards. Um, But I genuinely had no idea that he was proposing that day. Um, In fact, so he proposed on Christmas day and in the days leading up to, I actually haven't even told him this, in the days leading up to Christmas, he was getting so annoying. And I know that a lot of this actually happens with a lot of couples where in the lead up with the nerves, the guys get really nervous and they start to like become quite irritating. Fair enough. It's obviously a big day for them as well. But I was getting to the point where I was like, I'm going to break up with this guy. He is really starting to get on my last nerve. It is peak wedding season. I've got so many things on. Why is he like dragging me around to the supermarket to like decide on breakfast food for Christmas day? I was like, we're going to my mother's house for break, like full on cooked breakfast. Why do we need strawberries and snacks? Like, and I was like, I don't have time for this. I was like, I'm so ready to like break up with him. Like he's really irritating me. I'm so stressed out. Um, and then he proposed on Christmas morning after he'd like laid out like a really nice like platter of snacks and stuff and with strawberries and champagne and all that kind of stuff. So obviously it made sense in the end. Um, but I was like, oh, oops. <laughs> I felt so bad that I'd got so annoyed with him. Um, but obviously he was just really nervous and he got down on a very wobbly knee because um, he was so nervous. And I genuinely was shocked. I looked around the room and was like, where are the video cameras? Like, this is obviously a prank. You were cl- quite clearly pranking me right now. And he was completely serious. So, yeah, I was just, I think I was just surprised because it was so soon. I thought it would be like another two years down the line. So I think we got engaged oh, like before we got to our two year anniversary of being together. It would have been like a year and eight months or something year and nine months so I was yeah I think that's why I was just surprised <laughs> I love that story and there's definitely something I've heard before that they just get just weird and annoying or yeah. shifty and you're like why are you acting so strange like yep. that was a hundred percent amazing so are you one of those girls that's always dreamed about their wedding obviously you had been like working in the wedding industry for a while so did you have like quite a specific vision and vibe for your day and yeah how did you go about starting the planning process choosing a venue all of that um so I think 
we got engaged at about like 9.30 in the morning and by about 5 p.m. I'd already planned the wedding. Um, and I was like, great, can we start booking vendors? And Wayne was like, whoa. <laughs> I mean, I'm ready to commit, but like, hold down, like hold your horses, please. Um, no, I... I have been obsessed with weddings since I got my first laptop at the age of 15 and I found Pinterest. So that's kind of what led me into the wedding industry in a roundabout way. I, oh no, actually, firstly, I loved the movie, The Wedding Planner as a kid. I was like, I want to be um, the girl with the headset in the background going three, two, one <laughs> and cue the bride. Um, but then eventually I ended up, yeah, Pinterest and and finding blogs at the age of like 15, 16. So I've been obsessed with weddings since then. Um, and so I've always been really inspired by weddings and the overall sort of like visual aspect to them. But I don't really think I had a lot of like set ideas for my own wedding. Um, I think because for, so for me, it really, it would always come down to who I was marrying, where I was living, all those kinds of things as to how I would choose like where to get married and, and what kind of things I would wear and the whole sort of whole, for me, it's all about what it looks like. <laughs> so I'm like, everything has to, I have to know exactly what's going on for it to like be able to visualize it properly. So I think that's why I never got too specific as a, like, you know, as a young person dreaming about getting married. But yeah, yeah was, all about um, the details. <laughs> yeah, all about the details. But yeah, I Wayne was like, no, we're not planning the wedding on the same day we get engaged. So I basically <laughs> just, you know, was like, haha, I'm just kidding. I just like, but I could, I could just do it by this afternoon. Um, but no, I kind of just left it for a while. And eventually we negotiated on our wedding venue. I wanted to get married in Auckland at a wedding venue there that was like sort of more central based. And Wayne said no, because he was like, we're going to have all these people traveling from around the world and around the country. And they're going to come to Waiheke to like visit us, but except they're not going to come to Waiheke to visit us. They're going to come to like a city central wedding venue. He was like, so we, we have some of the best wedding venues in the country. Why can't we get married here? And I was like, oh, because it, it feels like work. <laughs> I'm there all the time. Um, but no, so I, that was the one that was really the only piece of input Wayne actually wanted with um, wedding planning was the venue. And so he, I gave him a few options. I went and did some price sort of like checking out price packages and stuff. And I showed it all to him and I said, look, these are my opinions, but you know, you let me know. Cause I can, I can work with all of them. Like they're all great venues. I love the staff at all of them. And he was like, yeah, great. Mudbrook. It's the best view we've been there several times and we've had like some really like special dinners and stuff there ourselves. So we're like, okay, easy. We'll go with that one. <laughs> so many amazing options on Waiheke. You're spoiled for choice for sure. And so good to have that um, behind the scenes insight as a vendor as well and knowing what the people are like and how they're going to be to work with. Yeah. And also like what you need to do styling wise with it and what you need to do logistics wise with it. So Obviously, some of the venues are really far out the east end, so transport is obviously an issue in that sense. Um, other ones are really blank spaces and need a lot of styling to make it look any good. Um, other ones are beautiful. There's nothing really wrong with them at all. It's just that they really suit a specific vibe of color palette or theme. And, like, that's just my 
professional opinion. Obviously, clients mm-hmm. do whatever they want, wherever they want all the time. Um, but personally, to me, I'm like, this space suits that. Um, and so, yeah, Mudbrick is one of those venues. It just, it suits everything. I mean, really, like, I don't think we've ever done a, a theme of any sort that I'm like, oh, this actually doesn't work. It all just, it just works. Mudbrick is just that venue and yeah. I'm like well this is why everyone gets married here <laughs> <laughs> such a beautiful setting and yeah you can't really go wrong there at all no and the team are amazing I mean that was also because we're up there like four honestly four or five days a week sometimes in summer um the staff feel like an extension of our team so it was really nice to sort of like share the day with them a little bit too so what were the most um, important elements or, yeah, vendors when it came to the day? I'm going to go ahead and guess flowers. But, um, yeah, what were your kind of top priorities? <laughs> my my biggest priority, oh, everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it would be easier just to, like, narrow down what were the least important parts. No, I... I think also coming from the industry, I know how important different elements are and how they play such an important part to the overall experience of the day. Obviously, photos and video. Actually, to be fair, photos was my main main sort of priority that I and I got Danelle booked in as soon as her books opened um, for our wedding date. Um, and I actually left video till very much the last minute. I think I only got Ben on board like two or three months before the wedding, but that was honestly because I just couldn't in that point in that period, I'd had a baby and I just was like, this is decision fatigue. I couldn't be bothered. And I was like, I'll find someone. Um, and of course, thankfully he was available because he was amazing. Um, flowers obviously were really important to me, but I didn't really consider it too much because I knew there were some other elements I wanted to lock in first before I sort of decided what I was going to do. And obviously being the florist myself, I didn't have to like book a vendor in. So that kind of sound the back burner. Um, Otherwise, also just the, for a lot of people, food and drink is important. That was part of the package with our venue. So that I kind of didn't even have to think about, which was great. Uh, But to me, it's the overall styling which I know mm. this doesn't matter for guests. They really don't care. Um, but for me, it was it was all the small details. So I hired in uh, chairs for the ceremony, which were then moved down to reception. I hired in napkins that I actually got like custom made. I got um, custom stationery for the whole day. I made like made my my brother and my dad build welcome signs for me and paint them and then like redo them when they hadn't done them quite right. Um, and uh, glassware, plates, cutlery, everything. Like I, I I, don't actually know what we used of mud bricks. I really brought everything in, which is not necessary, obviously. But for me, it's all of those like small, small details that start to create an overall look that I think is really important. But I'm a wedding vendor <laughs> and I care about what it looks like. Um, you can tell that there was so much thought put into it though and all those little details like it's yeah in your photos they're beautiful and yeah we'll share a few of those if you're happy to share and Danelle's obviously amazingly talented um, definitely one of the best photographers in New Zealand so yeah that all of that just went into the bigger picture of the day like you can tell you put a lot of thought into it yeah and don't want to I don't even know how much money but I am I definitely (laughs) probably went over the budget with the hiring and the styling um but to me that was 
that was important. I think also probably a little bit of external pressure because a lot of people were like, oh my God, this is going to be the wedding of the season. Like this is the VIP wedding of the season. This is like the flowers are going to be insane. And I'm like, oh gosh, okay. <laughs> Did you feel a bit of pressure being a wedding vendor? A and bit. everyone's like, you've done so many. Yours is going to be amazing. A little mm. bit. Um, and then ironically, um, my flowers didn't show up on the week of my wedding. Um, I didn't get the flowers I ordered months in advance. Uh, I think I got a phone call on like the Monday. And our wedding was on the Saturday. I got a call on the Monday to say, oh, um, the shipment from Colombia just isn't coming. And I was like, what? <laughs> she was like, yeah, no, all the roses you've ordered. Um, we can maybe get some uh, from other places in New Zealand, but the, all the roses that you've decided on, they're not coming. And I was like, oh, um, that's the majority of my wedding flowers. That was, these are like hundreds and hundreds of stems of roses, um, all in very specific colors that matched my dress, uh, which my dress was pink and floral. So it kind mm. of, there was a bit of a, a theme going through here, uh, pink and floral, uh, mm. and they just didn't show up. And so I had to last minute choose different flowers. And so the whole vibe of the florals changed um, the week of the wedding. And I ironically, like it was fine and I liked it all in the end. I don't know if I was like totally as in love with the florals as I would have been if I'd had all the ones that I'd been planning for months in advance. But, you know, nothing like a little bit of irony of the wedding florist not totally loving her wedding flowers. <laughs> well, they looked beautiful. Like no one would have known that. But yeah, of course. That's exactly it. Yeah. I'm like, no one Firstly, no one else cares and mm. no one else notices. So it's, yeah, it's kind of just one of those behind the scenes things that really I'm the only person who cares. <laughs> Your dress was incredible. Can you talk a bit about that? It was, um, yeah, a bit different from just the white wedding dress that, yeah, a lot of brides go for. So how did you choose that? Is it something you'd always wanted to do? I, so back when I was like, had just graduated high school, I used to do a lot of modeling and I don't know how it happened, but I ended up doing a lot of bridal stuff. So I have probably worn over 300 wedding dresses in over the years. Um, so there's so many photos of me modeling, wearing wedding dresses, and you know most of them are white and poofy and all that kind of stuff with lace. And I think when it just came to my own wedding, I was like, oh, I need something a bit different so that it doesn't just feel like a photo shoot. And I've also, the novelty of a white wedding dress has worn off now. So I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not your average gal. This is obviously not a classic wedding. Like classic is definitely not the word I would use in any element of this wedding. So I was like, might as well go fun. Pink flowers. I love Rudison is one of my absolute favorite bridal brands. I um, worked with Michelle and the team years and years ago when I was modeling. And so it was really special to be able to go back to them and I've also done floral work for them since modeling. Um, and so it was really special to go back to them and be like, hey, I'm engaged. Can I come and look at some dresses? Uh, and they had this beautiful dress. I think it's called the Manish gown. Um, and I went to try it on, I think about three months after we'd got engaged. So this would have been March of 2021. And I tried the dress on and I obviously I tried on several other dresses, but I was really looking at that one. And then there was another floral dress that was like a white with like softer pastel sort of like pale flowers on it. And I was like, mm, can't tell, can't tell. I have to try them on to see. Tried the dresses on. I tried on some really cool other ones, like beautiful purple tassels and all this fun stuff. But I just was like, 
it's pink and it's floral. Like it's me in a dress. I mean, I can't say no to this dress. So I picked that one and I ordered it and the team popped it aside for me and we decided I'll get it made to my measurements closer to the wedding date. Um, and then a year, oh, over a year later, well, I felt pregnant on purpose. We like, we're like, let's plan a baby in between like the wedding now, or we'll have to like wait till way after the wedding. So we were like, should we just have a baby now? And we were like, yeah, okay, cool. Great. Let's do that. Um, but obviously I couldn't do my wedding dress fitting while I was pregnant. So I had to wait till I was obviously postpartum. And I think it was like October last year. Um, I'd sent through my measurements to the team and the fabric, the dress had been discontinued at this point and the fabric was still sitting there waiting for me. Um, and so I got um, my dress made for me and we went with a slightly larger size because it was um, obviously postpartum. It was what my, you know, it was just like a little bit tight on the hips still. Um, and we decided to just, you know, be safe, be on the safe side. It was going to have to be altered anyway. And that was fine got the dress sent to me I think it only took like a couple of weeks to get made that was like super fast um and then I got it and took it to alterations at Fritz and Sarah in Parnell and if you need your dress altered please go to Fritz and Sarah they are incredible honestly so good magicians I don't know how they do mm. it but uh we tried you know did the alterations to my dress and then I think I'd had my final fitting planned for the week and a half like a week and a half before the wedding so we're like just in case there's any tweaks to make Anyway, in this time, wedding season had happened and I was still breastfeeding and the weight was like dropping off me and I went to do my final fitting, so I thought, and tried my dress on. It was a whole size too big still. And I was like, oops. Oh, no. And they had brought it in a whole dress size, but I'd lost another dress size. And so we were like, oopsies, okay. And so I had a week for them to like pull the dress in a whole nother size. You cannot tell. I don't know how they've done it. They, in the back zipper, they had pinched the whole thing in. They said that they'd done it without even cutting the fabric out. So it was like, it's all tucked in there. So if I want to get it taken out again, I can. Absolute magicians. They turned it around so quickly, so beautifully. They made the bust and the shoulders, like, because the sleeve was like sort of off shoulder. Bringing it in kind of moved something. I don't know how they did it, but it looked amazing. And it was honestly one of the most like seamless please excuse a pun, seamless processes of, of wedding planning. <laughs> they were just fantastic. Um, so please go get your dresses altered because they fit like a glove afterwards. It looked incredible, such a beautiful dress and yeah, so nice to do something different. Yeah, I love that. Um, who was in your bridal party and did you find that hard choosing them? Yeah, what did that process look like? It wasn't hard choosing them. Um, my... My bridal party was my best friend, Megan, who is still living in South Africa. Um, she was my maid of honor, so she had to fly over. <laughs> She'd never been to New Zealand before. Um, and so she had to come over for the wedding, which as I had to. She, I, I mean, I would have like dragged her kicking and screaming, but she was of course obliging. Um, and then two of my other really close friends, Claire and Amelia. Um, and it was just, it was an easy, easy decision. They are my closest friends, my you know some of my oldest friends and I, yeah. I just, I didn't want a huge bridal party, but also like, I don't have a huge friend circle. So it was like very easy. <laughs> um, and we just, I wasn't so set on if I had three in my bridal party, Wayne needed to have three, but he also had a best man and two groomsmen. That was sort of just how it, it landed with his friends as well, which was, you know, nice and easy. Um, but yeah, it was, 
I, I like the idea these days people aren't doing bridal parties and I did consider it for a while. So I did like kind of leave it to, I guess, like six months before the wedding to decide whether I was going to do it or not and have a bridal party. But I was just like, you know what, actually, this is the one thing that if I didn't do it, I would hate to regret it later down the line, you know, having those like special photos with friends all in your matching outfits and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it was a, I did toss it up for a while, but I'm really glad I did it. It was really fun. So good. And what about the um, guest list? Did you find that a difficult process? And yeah, how many guests did you have? When we first got engaged, we did a guest list and I think there was like 120 people on it or something. Um, which was fine. Our venue did have that capacity, but the floor plan I wanted really, we needed around 80. Um, and so over the, you know, year and a half between getting engaged and sending out the invites, um, we redid that list several times and, you know, people dropped off the list and people got added onto that list as you sort of like, you know, how your life changes. Um, in the end, it was kind of easy to just sort of decide where to draw the line. Um, you know, we decided we wanted to cap it at about 80, I think 84 or something. And it, in the end, it just, you know, people couldn't come. And that, so I, oh, I think we must have invited close to about 100 and then people couldn't come. And then I think there were a couple of no-shows on the day because of whatever circumstances. So I think it ended up being exactly 80 on the wedding day. But, I mean, it would have been nice if people had let us know sooner rather than later that they couldn't come so we could have invited other people but at the same time it's like if they weren't on that sort of first list then you know it's it's not the end of the world like quite a nice number yeah mm. it felt still small. able to like say hi and chat to everyone like yeah, yeah. not too big mm. exactly and it felt still full enough that like you don't sort of feel like it's just like five people watching you get married because the other <laughs> five people attending are standing up next to you. And it also still feels like a full dance floor and you sort of feel like you're filled mm. with a room of people, but it's also not like, who are all these people? Like, it's just a bunch of strangers, like, staring up at you. So it was really nice. I felt like it was the perfect number for us. Yeah, nice. Love that. Can you tell us a bit about how the day went to kind of run through and, yeah, any, like, highlights or favourite moments from the actual day? I so the morning of the wedding I actually had so much fun I think because also being in the wedding industry and I'm always telling brides this when I go deliver their bouquets chill out it's fine this is supposed to be the fun part like you've done all the planning now is the time to actually like relax and enjoy it because you're not going to get these moments back again and I so I knew I was stressed the week of the wedding because everything was going wrong. And, you know, that's just how weddings are when you're a vendor. Everything goes wrong and you're the one putting out the fires. So I think if I wasn't my own vendor, I wouldn't have been stressed because I wouldn't have known all the problems. Um, and so this is a quick PSA to all clients out there. Uh, there is always stuff going wrong. You just don't know. <laughs> we are putting out fly fires left, right and center. Um and you just won't know. You'll just have the best day and think, oh, it was seamless. And we're out back, out the back, Hard sweating, going gray, like panic stations all the time. Um, but no, we had such a nice morning. I just woke up and I was zen, so zen that like a couple of people asked each other, they're like, is Zoe on drugs this morning? Like, what is she taking? She's so chill. <laughs> um, I was just in such a good mood. I was like, well, this is it. This is the day. I might as well be here and be present and 
I actually just wasn't stressed. I think because I, I knew I'd done everything I could to plan the wedding. Today was the fun part. This was the part that like I was actually excited about. Um, so we just had a really nice morning, drinking some champagne, getting ready, listening to Taylor Swift. Like that was pretty much the vibe the whole morning. Um, my two of my bridesmaids um, also had babies the same age as my son. And so, you know, the babies were there causing a ruckus and, you know, hanging out. So it was just like fun chaos. Um, and eventually, yeah, we kind of got ready and it was really chill. And we were like, oh, well, let's just head up to the venue a bit early because we're done. Like, might as well. It was raining. Um, of course, it's been a 23 summer. It rained all summer. Um, but I mean, to be fair, this is technically like autumn in April. So but that's fine. Um, so it rained in the morning and we, I just made, I told my team to just make the call as if it's raining, we'll just go inside for the ceremony. I didn't want to fuss around kind of, you know, doing it last minute and the indoor ceremony option at Mudbrick is really beautiful. So I said like, let's just go inside. Let's not fuss around with it. Um, and so we headed up there early and it was, I think Wayne was getting ready in the other room and I got a chance to like sneak out and actually see what it looked like. Um, and like what the ceremony setup looked like, which is really nice. And yeah, my friends and I just like hung out in the front room, drinking bubbles, taking photos and like enjoying ourselves. Um, and then, you know, I could, we could see people coming past the window, like to go sit down. And I think we were just all getting really hyped up. Um, and I think the only moment it sort of like felt, I felt nervous was literally when we were standing there ready to go with Michelle, my wedding planner, like ready to like, let us go and then the string quartet started playing and we all just started like getting like nervy and shaky and the girls started like tearing up and we were like oh my gosh and I started tearing up and I was like oh this is actually the moment I was standing there with my dad and like that's when I felt like a little bit nervous and my hands started shaking but yeah I then walked down the aisle and I was like this is fun <laughs> but no it was it was honestly the it was so cruisy <laughs> so good to just like all the work's done enjoy the day and yeah just embrace whatever happens because yeah you've made it you're just gonna go with it yeah honestly the rest of the day was just like I can remember so many elements to it which is amazing and I'm so glad I can but it was just there was no particular moment that was like better it was all just a highlight like it was all just this amazing buzz like Wayne and I just kept looking at each other being like oh my god this is so cool this is the best day ever like I'm having a great time are you having a great time um and I think that was really surprising I don't think I knew how like like buzzed we'd be on emotions and like excitement and stuff um and so just yeah the whole day was just incredible like it really was the best day of our lives like it was just the most fun time and it looked incredible and yeah that's so good just really enjoying it. It's such an epic day. Is there anything that you look back on that was hard with the wedding planning process or that you think you would do differently? I think I would try and get myself a little bit more organized a bit sooner um, and delegate a bit more. Um, but that probably comes with being my own wedding vendor and being a little bit of a perfectionist and a control freak. Um, which is fine when I'm doing other people's weddings. I think just because it was my own wedding, it was a bit difficult. You can't oversee everything um, when you're actually the bride trying to get ready. Um, so I don't know, not really. Like we just had such a good time. There was like a couple of things that just didn't go quite right on the day. And this is really nitpicking. 
the napkins weren't placed out correctly. <laughs> the custom napkins that I had ordered um, were supposed to go the other way around. They were like, they had this beautiful, they were like a rusty color with like a beautiful pink scalloped edge. And I'd folded them all really nicely, like ready to go on the plates to sort of like drape down. And I don't know how, but they ended up. And I, I and this is, I should have asked someone to take a photo of reception and showed me up at cocktail hour so I could like sign it off because that's normally what I would do and normally I would be the one there like making sure it all looks good so I don't know how that kind of got wrong um and so now it's just like when I look at the photos I'm like oh that napkin is the wrong around in on all of the seats like every napkin is the wrong around um so that's like the only thing that really like oh tweaks and is annoying me but um Oh, and someone used the wrong like sign, like things to hang my seating chart sign. It was like black leather straps that weren't put on properly when it should have been like white ribbon. Um, again, minuscule. No one cares. Like I'm the only person who knows and notices, but that's really the only thing about the wedding that I have to complain about, which if that's it, I mean. Could be way worse. <laughs> could be way worse. Had a pretty good going. <laughs> But yeah, you're a details person, so you would notice. <laughs> so did you guys have a budget you were working towards for the day? And yeah, how much did you end up spending? If you're happy to talk about that. Um, yeah, if you went over it or it was more than you thought. I never I never actually set out a budget. I I kind of did the numbers in my head and I knew roughly where I would land. I think my ballpark figure of where I thought I would land would be about 80 grand just because I know I know how much vendors cost um and I obviously being in the industry I value good vendors I value their time and the prices and stuff I mean if I were to pay a retail price for flowers um it would have been way higher it would have been like probably over 100 grand um but obviously I got flowers at cost which was great I prioritized sort of where I wanted to spend the money obviously venue and food and you know all that kind of stuff is an expense that's a huge chunk of it but photography and videography were important so I did budget a lot towards that as well um and like worth it because that's the stuff that you you know get to look at forever but in saying that the content of the photos is also what you're looking at forever so for me you know paying extra for linens on the tables and hiring the chairs I wanted to and you know, the glassware and the cutlery and then, you know, napkins, everything. Those are the kind of expenses that I, to me, were important. And I knew that if I didn't get those, I would regret. It's money. You can get more money. Like, you just keep working. It's fine. We'll work until we die. That's okay. But I can't go back and, like, have stuff that I didn't choose for my wedding. So, um, yeah, I guess I... I think I underspent in the bridal party area. I thought my wedding dress and bridesmaids dresses would be more expensive. So like, yeah, great. Save some money there. <laughs> um, but as for the rest of it, I, it kind of all landed where I expected it would. Nothing really like blew out the budget. I probably, I probably didn't need to go with like custom invitation suites um, maybe if I was to do it again and I was trying to save money, I would just go with like standard invitation suites. I wouldn't get them all custom made. Um, but I got custom on the day signage and I feel like that made, that was like amazing. That was also that came in under what I was expecting it to. I thought that that would be really expensive. Um, and it was way more affordable than I was expecting. Um, 
but it looked amazing and it just made all the difference. So I don't know if I, when it, I guess a piece of advice for, for couples getting married, if you have budget constraints, talk to your vendors about what they think are the best places to spend money. It's all very well for people to sit and think like, oh, well, if I do this, this and that, it'll cut money, like it'll cut budget and it'll, you know, be fine. But quite honestly, there are so many things that you can better spend, you know, better allocate money and you can, it'll actually look better. Don't cheap out on photographers and videographers. You really do get what you're paid for. Um, But if you want to like, you know, cut budget a little bit with, you know, flowers or styling, Um, or stationary like there are ways to do that and the best people to talk to are the vendors like don't it's all very well to take advice from every other couple and people on like you know all the like platforms and stuff to to gather information but really if you pick really good vendors they have fantastic advice and can tell you like how like best to spend that money to get the best bang for your buck um yeah, I guess that's just a small piece of advice for couples yeah, getting married. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, great advice. It's really about just picking what you want to prioritize, spending in some areas, saving in others, and yeah, you can still have a beautiful day with in your budget. But yeah, that's yeah. really great to hear about how you did it. I think mm. also sometimes people make the mistake of going with a cheaper vendor so that they can get all of the things that they want at a cheaper like overall cost but sometimes it's actually better to go with the better skilled and more experienced person whose price point might be higher but listen to their advice because the actual like this is often one I find with flowers people want lots and lots of lots of flowers and then they're like oh that's too expensive and I'm like yeah but how about get rid of these because those really don't make much of a difference it's just like nice to haves get rid of those, spend the money in this area. You do this really well, people aren't going to notice the stuff that you're missing because you've done this part really well. Um, and I'm sure the same goes for signage and you know styling and stuff like that on the day as well. At least I know definitely for flowers, it's you don't need to spend tens of thousands of dollars. You can have a very good budget, you know, wedding with flowers, but talk to your florist they will know exactly where to spend that money for the venue um and it still will overall look way better great advice did you guys go on honeymoon straight away and yeah what did planning that look like uh we still haven't been on our honeymoon (laughs) (laughs) honestly because we bought a house like two months before we got married so we really the funds were very depleted um and so we uh, hilariously, my, as my dad joked, oh, well, you're honeymooning at a waterfront property on Waiheke. And I'm like, yeah, but I have to you pay the mortgage. You live in paradise so, like, already. That sucks. <laughs> yes. Um, so, no, we're honeymooning at our house. Um, I think eventually maybe I will, I, I think I've booked like two extra days in Wanaka um, before the Wild Hearts Fair um, that we can have a relaxing time with our toddler. So it's not going to be that relaxing, but... I've booked in for a spa session. Maybe I'll book Wayne in as well. We'll just have to like take turns to looking after the child. Maybe next year we'll go away and do something. Was there any helpful like websites, apps, resources that helped you during the wedding planning process? Obviously you had relationships with vendors and yeah, knew a lot of people already. 
and maybe you had your old Pinterest boards and stuff, but yeah, was there anything in particular like that you used? Some, some of those old Pinterest boards had to be deleted. I, you know, there was stuff from like 2010, 2011. That was, it was bad. Um, I honestly, I don't think I used, I think because I really, I knew what I wanted. Um, and because I've been doing weddings for so long now and I very much stuck to my guns about what was true to me rather than anything trendy or anything like that so I didn't need to find like external suggestions or opinions or anything I did however frustratingly several of the decisions I made for my wedding because we were planning we were literally I think by the time we actually ended up getting married we'd been engaged for two and a half years so I'd very much been planning for a very long time and sort of like visualizing what I wanted the day to look like and I think, unfortunately, by the time it came around to our wedding, several of the decisions I'd made kind of had started becoming trends. So like the not white, you know, not white wedding dress. A lot of people were doing like the pink, you know, colorful wedding dress or like patterned wedding dresses. That's kind of become the theme. And I'm like, I picked that two years ago. <laughs> no one knows. Um, and <laughs> same with like our bridesmaids dresses and like, you know, mismatched colors. Like I picked that years ago. And unfortunately, because we were engaged for so long, um, I all those things have like become trends and I'm like oh damn it um so now I just look like I'm part of the trend but I was actually ahead of the trend I just wanted a really long engagement so I could save up for the wedding I wanted um and same with like a few other things that sort of came through that were um honestly most of my advice I got was from Sophia from my Waheke. um it was basically just me sending her mood boards and images and being like where do I stop Tell tell me to stop somewhere. How much can um, I do? <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's the biggest problem is when you've got so many ideas, it's really hard to like pick one and then like decide that you need to like limit yourself. Um, and so I did ask her for a bit of advice, but in, at the same time, I kind of just it was I didn't really go to anyone else for too much external or like any other sources. I've got great style. I'm like, I didn't need it. I knew what I was doing. It was all in there. From within. Um, exactly. <laughs> and like you say, just chatting to your vendors, taking their advice and um, yeah, you had it in you yeah. as well. <laughs> and, and honestly, mm. a lot of it as well, I just left the vendors to do their thing. Like for, I, I kind of, I took an image to my hairstylist and I was like, this is kind of what I want. And to my makeup artist and I said, kind of this vibe but do what you think looks best on my face because obviously the girl in the photo is not me yeah people that I trust people that are fantastic at what they do same with Danelle like I never actually gave her a specific shot list she knew what was important to me the details um and I just said do whatever like and I did have a moment of panic in between getting our like um sneak peek photos and the full album and was like oh my God, what if we don't have these photos of like all these things? But then, you know, the photos came through and of course she's a professional. She took all of them. There were photos in there that I had no idea that she'd even taken. Um, and same with uh, Ben, our videographer. He, I didn't, you know, I, we basically gave him like the parameters of like, we're not a very serious couple. Please don't make like a movie, like sob story kind of video. Like a bit of fun, lightheartedness is, is perfect. Um, and again, just shots of the details is great. Uh, Renee, our celebrant, um, she was incredible. We we didn't want any like readings. There was like nothing religious about our ceremony. It was very much just like 
a story about us that she told, which was really cute. And then we had our own vows um, that we wrote ourselves and mine were hilarious. Wayne's were not quite as funny to the point she had to actually, when we sent through our vows to her, she had to go back to Wayne and was like, hey, um, Zoe's are actually longer than yours by about a couple minutes. And also hers are way funnier. So you need to like up your <laughs> to another level. Um, and so Wayne was like, what? This is, I'm the funny one. And so he had to go back and, and add some few things to his vows. Um, so it was very non-serious and that's what we wanted. And looking back on it, I, it's hilarious. Like there were some really brilliant moments during our vows. Um, and same with our speeches. Like that's what everyone said. They were like, the vows and the speeches were fantastic. Like they had a blast listening to those. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I just let the vendors do what they needed to do. Same with um, Amanda from Inkatenko with our signage. I kind of gave her a mood board and like a couple of ideas. I was like, oh, I want a welcome sign to kind of look like this. I want a, a decal on the dance floor. I want table numbers here are our stationary pieces here are our mood boards my dress blah blah, blah. take some inspiration run from it you know do what you want to do and she like came up with the most amazing stuff so I was like great like this is why you pick great people they just come back with exciting inspiring things that you wouldn't necessarily have like thought of if you dictated it too much to them so yeah it was just really nice to sort of trust vendors and let them do their jobs really well makes it so much easier for sure cool is there any advice from the perspective of being a bride yourself that you would give to couples planning their wedding right now it's not all that serious it is supposed to be fun wedding planning shouldn't be that stressful and that difficult if you are finding it really stressful and difficult just take a breather like it's it's it is one day and I, it's a lot of money for one day, but it, it is a hundred percent about your attitude. Um, and this, I being now having been a bride myself and also seeing it from a vendor's perspective, the couples who don't have a very good time on their day, you can tell because they are so high strung. Um, you're ruining it for yourselves. It is a hundred percent about your attitude. You need to wake up on that. And it's fine. Look, I get it. It can be stressful planning the wedding, be stressed in the lead up on that morning of your wedding, wake up and you need to not think about a single thing. Just enjoy every single moment. It will go so quickly and it, it doesn't matter if stuff goes wrong. No one cares. It's just you. It's okay. Like you will be the only person who knows about it and potentially not. I, on my wedding day, I didn't know we had several people who were no shows. I found out like at cocktail hour, it's fine. I didn't care. I was having a great time. Someone broke, someone broke a chair at dinner. I didn't know. Someone vomited on their plate. I didn't know. Someone almost passed out during my speeches. I didn't know because they were having such a good time drinking. Like it's fine. Um, but it's one of those things that it's, it's like you, the entire like experience of the day will a hundred percent come down to you and your partner's attitude and what you bring you and your bridal party need to bring high energy to the day it'll mean that the rest of the wedding will have high energy if you are grumpy stressed it will not only come through in your photos it'll make everyone else feel flat you can tell it's it comes through in photos it comes through with the energy of the room it your vendors all feel it they all sort of like end up walking on eggshells around you so just honestly have the best time and that is up to you just 
have a couple glasses of champagne in the morning if you need to like just keep the energy high all day blast the music have a good time it's great advice so valuable thank you so much for telling us all about your day and so good to hear um yeah the whole process and it was stunning yeah I can't wait to share a few photos from that um can you talk a little bit about being a vendor I will go into that now so you own wildflower on Waiheke and um yeah do you have any advice for um couples brides around the flowers part of the day and yeah can you tell us a bit about that Flowers are, they really do make or break a wedding, I feel like. Um, I know a lot of people don't care much for them, um, and that's fine. But personally, I think you're wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I. it's one of those things, I know people don't have a lot of budget sometimes for flowers because they think they just die. But there are so many elements to your wedding that are just for that day. You are only going to wear those out, likely only going to wear those outfits once. You are only going to have your makeup on and your hair done for that day. You wash it off and you wash your hair. You eat the food once. You drink the alcohol once. The invitations will get thrown out. There are so many elements to the day that are just for the day. So I understand that it feels very wasteful to have something like flowers just on the day. And and don't worry, I get that. But your flowers will be in every single photo just about. So I think choose vendors choose a florist whose style you love look through their imagery on their website look through their social media if they have the style that you like great that's what you want try not to go to a, a florist and then like take them images that are like absolutely not their style it's, it's very difficult to like try and like work with reference images that are not really your style um we can do it but it's usually better to just find someone who aligns very well with the sort of look that you're going for um trust them we are experts we do this all the time um and ask for advice like if you have questions if you if you don't know what it is that you want to do great, ask us. We probably have an entire bank of ideas in our head that we are ready to do. We just want someone to be like, hey, I kind of want to do this. What do you think? Great, I'm in. Yes, I want to create some fun stuff. So talk to your florist, talk to all your vendors about stuff that they're really excited to do. Ask for advice, ask for inspiration, trust them. Uh, be really clear if you've got budget limitations um, and but also be really open to ideas because you might think that the best, like I said, you might think that the best way to spend your money is X, Y, Z and your florist will come in and say like, I actually really suggest you spend it like this um, and you'll get sort of a better impact from it. Same with flowers. They can end up being very trendy in the different styles that we're seeing. Um, definitely try pick something that feels authentic to you. It's very much um, the same as like, bridal styles or you know wedding styling itself and photography there are definite like themes and and styles that come through every season try to have a sit and a think about what it is that you're wanting for a little bit longer than five minutes we do have clients who who have like a concept and then they like in the three four months leading up to their wedding they change it completely and I'm like oh gosh okay which one is actually you because one of these styles is like these are two very different styles going on and one of them can't be very your style one of them was a trend that you jumped on and one of them is really more authentically you and I'm like oh gosh now which one 
should we stick or should we go to the new one? And are you going to regret it? So definitely think about what it is about the flowers that you're choosing that's making you drawn to them. And it doesn't have to be trendy. You don't have to do what everyone else is doing. You can incorporate some elements that are on trend, um, but you don't have to stick to like a color palette or a complete vibe just because it's the trend. Like it should be a reflection of you as people. Um, and I think that's why, I mean, it's all very well. A lot of people choose the white and green, the classic look because they are very classic people. That's fine. If you're choosing the white and green classic look because you're like, oh, well, it's not going to date. It's classic. It'll be timeless. Nothing is timeless. Like the things we thought were timeless in the 90s and the 80s and the 70s, they're not timeless. Like they will always evolve in some slight way. So you might as well pick something that is absolutely authentic to you as a couple rather than trying to be timeless. <laughs> Great advice. Do you find there's um, parameters around what kind of flowers you can get in a particular season? And um, do, is there any issues with that or you just ship them from <laughs> overseas? How do you deal with that with your clients? So my, one of the first things I usually say to clients when I jump on a call with them is I cannot control flower availability as much as I wish I could control the weather and flower availability I it's up to the hands of the flower gods every week um and week to week it can change so you can have something one week and then the week next week you won't have it um so I always like to say let's pick a vibe and a color palette and then we'll use what's in season to sort of reflect that look we New Zealand doesn't really import that many flowers. Um, we get a lot of roses and other flowers imported from Colombia, but like we don't import like peonies in the off season. Um, and that's usually the one that people really love is peonies and you can't get them outside of peony season in New Zealand. Usually I'm very clear about like what's available in the season that people have booked their wedding. There are obviously limitations if you've got, if you come to me with reference images that are from a summer wedding, um, and you're like, great, can we do this in winter? It's like, oh, there's very, very different flowers. Um, and we always try and make it work with what we sort of can, but it, it has to be seasonal. It, it, I can't pull flowers out of nowhere. So it really, it does get a bit difficult, but I think being open to different suggestions and ideas and stuff and actually, yeah, acknowledging the fact that flowers are a natural product um, and we can't control them. Um, and even just this last summer with cyclones and the amount of rain we've had, that has a huge effect. Um, I mean, there was there were some weeks that I we almost didn't get flowers for a wedding um, because the wedding was on the Wednesday and the cyclone was on the Monday and Waiheke got cut off. That's never happened in the 20 years I've been living here. Um, and thank goodness I randomly had ordered the flowers to come on the Friday, which I normally wouldn't do. Um, but they arrived and we had some, we didn't get all of them. So we had to like change what we were doing, but yeah, it's, it's very much up to, up to the weather and, uh, and the seasons. If we've had a really hot summer, sometimes stuff flushes for longer. Sometimes it flushes earlier. Sometimes it like only starts later if it's being too cold. Um, so it really, yeah, that's also a job that I, I don't know how people do growing flowers. Christy from Nourish Gardens, our local flower farm, hats off to her I I'm like trying to keep like a few seedlings alive right now and they are really struggling out there <laughs> especially in New Zealand such unpredictable weather and just yeah that would control so much of it so yeah I don't know how they do it crazy so do you just do Waiheke weddings or do you ever travel for 
Um, no, we only do Waiheke weddings. Um, I have been asked to do a couple of weddings in Auckland before, but it's just the logistics would just be far too much. Also, we're very busy. We do a yeah. lot of weddings here, yeah. so I you don't like. I don't. I don't need to expand to Auckland. We we do enough. We do some good weddings here. It's such a good option if anyone's thinking about getting married on Waiheke. It's incredible. So many beautiful venues and vendors as well. So and yeah, we'll definitely tag your business so everyone can go and check out your beautiful work very talented half of that is my team I must say I'm just the one standing in the corner pointing at them what to do good people behind you it's important always <laughs> as well as that you're a busy woman and you've recently taken over the reins of wild hearts can you tell us a bit about how that began with um, Sam that founded it and then yeah the journey and what wild hearts looks like today so Sam had actually just posted on her personal Instagram that she was listing Wild Hearts for sale and I don't know, I just had a bit of a gut feeling and this is what happened when I bought Wildflower as well. I kind of just inquired and then waited and I am very much a gut feeling person and so if I start doing something and it feels right and it all starts like falling into place, then I know I'm on the right track. Um, and so I messaged Sam and I was like, hey, let me know more about this. Um, and it just kind of felt like the right thing to do. And so I took over the business in February, which was peak wedding season, right at the same time that we were moving into our house. Um, and I had a small baby and we're at the last, you know, peak, peak wedding season and planning a wedding. So I regrettably was very bad timing um just with all of that happening at once um but it yeah it just felt like it was the right thing to do and I just have some really cool ideas of what I want to do with wild hearts in the future so I feel like it was just yeah it was quite nice to sort of align myself with something that I can do more in the winter season um to sort of balance the summer season being busy all the time and something a little bit more remote that doesn't require me to actually like go to the studio or anything um, yeah, I don't know, just something just, it is still in the industry, but sort of also don't have to have clients all the time. Like it, you're, you're dealing with vendors, not, um, with couples getting married. So it's quite nice to balance that out a little bit because that can be a bit draining sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. And I, so I took over in February and I had to bring Jordan on board almost straight away. Um, so Jordan worked for Sam last year, helping, uh, and Jordan owns H Studio, the stationery company. So she came on board to help Sam last year with a lot of the prep for the fairs. And so I got Jordan on board almost straight away when I took over the business um, to help with sales and marketing and all that kind of stuff. And so now she's doing most of the prep for the fairs, to be honest. Um, if it wasn't for Jordan, Wild Hearts would be like a little gazebo out on the outskirts of Auckland <laughs> in a car park with like a sausage sizzle and like maybe five people in attendance. So Thank goodness for Jordan. Yeah, so it's just been, it's been, yeah, kind of slow growing because I think I I wasn't really on top of things for a very long time because I was peak wedding season and planning my wedding. Um, so now eventually I feel like I'm sort of, I've managed to take over the reins a little bit and actually get my bearings. We've just done a big rebrand um, that I did with Kieran. And she was fantastic. I literally just sent like a mood board and was like, this is kind of the vibe we're going for. And she came back with all of this stuff. And I was like, how did you do that? Like, I, I, 
could not even, I couldn't have even visualized anything like that. Um, so yeah, I kind of just wanted to bring Wild Hearts, I guess, into a little bit more of a current sort of vibe. I think it was, it was feeling a little bit bohemian, which is fine. And I, but I just sort of feel like that's not where my creativity sort of sits. And so I needed it to sort of feel a little bit more like it was like my business so that I could, I don't know, connect with it a bit more. We've got new branding ready to go for the load of fairs coming up. <laughs> so great. So can you share a bit of the um, behind the scenes of, yeah, what goes into planning the fairs and yeah, just running the business as a whole? Uh Again, a question for Jordan. I don't know. She's doing most of it. I some days really don't know what I'm doing. I'm just like responding to a couple of emails. She's like, how about this? And I'm like, great, thanks. Um, no, we have like check-ins weekly at the moment. Um, and I've actually just got the girls from Tailored Studio on board to help with some marketing and sort of like direction with that. Um, and they've been fantastic. So at the moment, my days are really just a lot of responding to emails and some phone calls signing off on stuff, invoicing, um, helping sort of, I guess, guide everyone and like what we're trying to do. Um, very much a director stance at the moment. I'm not so much the, um, on the ground doing much of the work. Um, Jordan's doing all of our like designing of maps and floor plans and stuff. I'm just doing like site visits and then I send it to her and I'm like, what do you reckon? How about we do this? And she just puts it all together. So I think her days, are looking more like lots of emails and phone calls and sort of liaising with people and she's having to do all the sorting the pack in times and pack out times and run sheets and everything so it's just a lot of a lot of admin um which you know is kind of nice you get to sit at home and do it but yeah it'll be really nice to see them actually come together and and feel like we've actually been we've been doing something for all these months not just sort of sitting around clicking on our keyboards <laughs> so exciting so you've got um three fairs coming up in the next couple of months so can you tell us about where you hold them and yeah what couples can expect if they visit wild hearts yeah so we've got christchurch on the 3rd of september at milton street substation in christchurch Auckland is actually at Shed 10. We were at the cloud. We've now moved over to Shed 10 for like a much bigger space. Uh, so level one at Shed 10 on the Sunday, 17th of September. And then Wanaka will be held at the venue uh, in Wanaka. That is the 15th of October. I should know this more, but they all kind of jumble into <laughs> my head. <laughs> yeah. They really do test me. Um, no, so it's fantastic. So we've got Milton Street um, and the venue have come on board as sponsors this year. So they, yeah, are really cool venues that I'm really excited to sort yeah. of see how it's all going to pan out with all the vendors and stuff there. Um, so really it's just a day of like meeting vendors. There's going to be stores, like stores there for, it's not like a, an average wedding expo where everyone's in like a little booth and it's sort of a little bit like here's a flyer it's way more sort of open plan you know everyone's building their sort of stand from scratch so you know everyone can bring what they want to to sort of showcase their business there'll be some bridal designers um we'll have a runway show at Auckland and Wanaka to sort of showcase some uh local designers which is amazing um yeah just lots of chats we've got our vip haven with greta the um editor and founder of together journal she'll be there um, i'm sure ready to have some yarns with everybody um 
yeah, just really exciting. It's just going to be, I guess, a day, food, wine, cocktails, have a chat to some vendors, mingle with some other couples who are getting married, um, have a look and sort of see like what inspiration is coming through for the coming seasons. There will definitely be some vendors who will have some deals and discounts and packages and stuff on. So it's definitely worth if you're looking at some vendors or wanting to sort of like see what's available to come and have a look. Cause I know that there will be some definite packages and stuff on that people have got, uh, which is really exciting. Um, I don't know what or with who exactly yet, but I have, I've heard some whispers and things. Um, so no, it's just, it's, it's kind of a nice fun day out. I feel like we haven't, obviously with COVID, we didn't go to events for so long. So it's actually just really nice to go meet people in person. Um, and so, so much so with wedding planning these days, it's all online. So it's actually really nice to go and meet some of your vendors in person and actually get to know them because you spend so much time communicating with people and you literally meet them on their wedding day and you're like oh hi that's what you look like <laughs> I had no idea um the face to the name finally um so yeah it'll be really nice to sort of mingle and and sort of meet some other people and and also great for vendors to go and meet each other I feel like the wedding industry can be very clicky um and so once you sort of start working together you end up sort of in a group and and I it's not I don't think it's ever on purpose I think it's really just that like you work with people you know and you recommend people you know because you can trust them um and it's so nice to finally meet and that, there's several vendors I've met over this last summer that now I start recommending them because I'm like oh well I know them now and I, I know what their work is like and I know that they're fantastic so they get added onto my recommended vendors list um so I feel like this is one of those perfect events as well for as a vendor coming on board, it's really nice to sort of go, okay, great. Well, I'm going to meet prospective clients, but I'm also going to meet other vendors who I can mingle with and see them, you know, outside of an actual wedding. And also so often, so many vendors don't meet each other. You know, the hair and makeup artist almost never meets, you know, the DJ because they're never at the same place at the same time. Um, the photographer is probably the only person who gets to like see everyone the whole way through or like maybe the wedding planner um but even like as a florist I never see DJs really like sometimes we see them setting up um or bands and stuff but I never hear them play so when people ask me for recommendations I'm like I don't know I had to ask other people for recommendations for my wedding um but we had Sam Jones um who was amazing Goldman Sachs on Instagram so I will highly recommend him he'll be at Auckland actually he's playing for the runway show oh, yeah. um, cool <laughs> but no so it's it is just such a nice day to actually get out and meet some people and yeah have some a little bit of wedding inspiration it's so valuable for couples and vendors and yeah I think that's so true that so much of life is online now and all that planning but it's actually so good to meet people in person have face-to-face -face conversations and see yeah those that inspiration in front of you see some flowers and styling and dresses and yeah actually in person which is different to a maybe styled photo online so definitely recommend for everyone to grab a ticket and yeah how can people get tickets for the upcoming fairs and um yeah follow along with wild hearts so if you well obviously wild hearts is on instagram wild underscore hearts um but then also on our website wildhearts.co.nz um if you click our events tab at the top it'll take you through and um, show you the link to buy some tickets through eventbrite um tickets are 
20 bucks. It's a nice day out. Um, VIP tickets are $79 and you get a goodie bag filled with honestly some incredible stuff this is what jordan has been doing is sourcing the most incredible <laughs> stuff for the goodie bags we've got like full size like products of like beauty stuff um and so many like samples and things it's amazing i think there are also a couple of discount um like businesses have given like discounts and stuff for people who have got the vip goodie bags which is exciting as well so yeah definitely definitely snatch some of those up oh and you get a free cocktail on arrival um as a vip um and you get to hang out in the vip haven um with greta and the together journal team um but otherwise a general admission ticket you get to hang out and meet everyone else and and yeah get to be part of a fun day definitely worth it and yeah go along as a couple or take like your bridal party have a girls day oh take the girls i mean the guys can go too but like let's be honest like I want to go with like my friends and like have some drinks and enjoy the day. And, you know, I think there's, oh, there's a photo booth at Christchurch. So they can go take some photos together and stuff. I mean, like so good. have, have yeah. a gal's day, bring, bring your entire bridal party. The guys can come too. Like they can just park out the back with like some beers and stuff and, and yeah. hang out, but you know, make it a fun gal's day. <laughs> yeah. Such a great idea. And yeah, just making that whole wedding planning process more enjoyable and yeah, the whole inspiration side and doing something like that that's the fun bit so yeah definitely yeah. grab a ticket and go along and we're going to um organize a little giveaway as well so we'll have a chat about that and keep an eye out on social media so you could win tickets to one of the fairs absolutely awesome is there any other little last nuggets of advice or anything you want to share zoe thank you so much for coming on today no i don't think so i honestly i a wedding is obviously supposed to just be a party about the celebration. It's obviously about your marriage. Um, and, you know, it is just supposed to be the fun part. You know, the, the, the getting married and having the commitment to a person for hopefully the rest of your lives. Um, you know, it's, that's the serious part. The wedding part is really just, it's fun. It's a party. It's, it's a time to celebrate. So yeah, I just, highly recommend everyone just has fun with it don't take it all too seriously enjoy all the small moments on the wedding day but also enjoy the moments leading up to the wedding day and and sort of yeah make it make it about you guys great advice thank you so much no problem <laughs>